0: Welcome to Growth Hack by Poppy Digital. Tips and tricks to master the algorithms from industry insiders. Now here's your host, Julian Espinoza. Welcome back to Growth Hack, where we break down marketing channels like Google, Facebook, Instagram, and show them how to make them work for you. Have you ever looked up something on YouTube? I hope the answer is duh. Hasn't everyone? There are 1 billion YouTube views per day. So why isn't your business on YouTube? On today's episode of Growth Hack, we bring on Daryl Eves to talk why YouTube and how. Daryl is the CEO of Creatus, a video marketing and strategy company. Daryl consults some of the biggest YouTubers in the world. He has helped 27 YouTube channels go from zero to more than a million subscribers, and he has generated nearly 70 billion views on YouTube. He is the Wall Street Journal best-selling author of The YouTube Formula, How Anyone Can Unlock the Algorithm to Drive Views, Build an Audience, and Grow Revenue. Welcome, Daryl.
1: It's good to be here.
0: There's a book that you've written, uh, and it's super cool that you had Mr. Beast uh, write the forward. And uh, I did take the time to actually read the forward. And uh, it's really interesting. He talks like pretty much right off the bat. He goes, if a brand doesn't have a YouTube channel, it's like insane to him. And so can you break that down? Why did he say that?
1: Well, I I do believe that the world's changed quite a bit in the last uh, 10, 15 years, you know, and uh, brands, if they really want to succeed, they got to get where the eyeballs are at. And a lot of brands are so archaic in the sense of, oh, we're on radio, we're on TV. And yet there are channels right now that if you take all the channels on, on, on TV and put them there, and there's YouTube channels that actually get more eyeballs than they do. And so if you got to go where um, the eyeballs are at. And I think, you know, he was being very direct and saying, hey, everything else is super archaic and where you need to be is online, especially on YouTube.
0: The idea is like, hey, a YouTube channel makes sense. Brands should be doubling down on this. What do you do before you start a YouTube channel? Like, what do, what do we need to think about?
1: I, I mean, the thing for me is I've had a lot of success when it comes to YouTube. I've been on the platform since 2005 and I've just crossed 80 billion video views. And so the first thing that I look at is who's the intended viewer and really start to defining who that is because it's so important um, because the way that the AI in YouTube works, it goes out and find, finds the viewer for you. And so the more that you can identify who would actually like that type of content and the value that's going to be trans, uh that transaction is going to occur, um, YouTube can do its thing. And that's where you can get massive growth, massive views, massive subscribers is, is really understanding who you're actually making the video for. And I think where creators and brands go wrong is they, they say, I just want to create this. And, and they have no forethought on who's going to be watching it. And so they get very disappointed when they only get one view or two views or a few views because they really didn't really cater to that, that person like they should. And so uh, that's something that I, I preach, I teach, you know, I've worked with uh, some of the biggest brands in the world and I had to even help them understand who the viewer avatar is and really take them through the process of of a viewing cycle uh, on YouTube.
0: You know it's funny. um, We we take content, and I have a lot of people on this show, and Michael Stelzner has a lot of the same people interviewing on his show. The first thing that anyone talks about when we talk about a channel, we talk about audience. I mean, it's like, and it's just so funny how like almost underrated audience is when it comes to these platforms because it doesn't matter if it's TikTok, YouTube, uh, Snapchat, Instagram, and Pinterest. Just think about the audience. What 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 is the audience? Why are they there? And and what are doing? So. This actually leads us into content. Does copycatting work on YouTube?
1: Um, so I want to I want to answer this the the proper way because I think uh, like oh I can make that video and do exactly what they did. There's no unique value when you copycat. However. I do believe that you need to see what success looks like. And you can see very successful videos. And some of the the struggles that content creators have or brands have is they see something with a whole bunch of views, but they can't really understand why it has so many different views. It, it, there's just kind of a disconnect. And so they think, oh, we'll just recreate that moment, but they literally miss the most important elements that are in that. And so uh, I think, from from every perspective is copycatting isn't necessarily anything good because it's a me too Uh, but if you can put your own spin on it or learn from that that uh, piece of content uh, you know and help you do a lot more research of what you're putting out then yes that can be super powerful and super necessary uh, to really succeed on the platform
0: i definitely want to talk about mr beast for a second because i think he's had one of the most successful videos that he's had come out very recently and it was funny, in my own head, I predicted that he was gonna do it. Um, so before we get into that though, it's, let's talk about this uh, recon phase and this research phase. Uh, and you go really deep into this in, in, in your book. Can you talk about what is involved in this recon and, and uh, analysis phase?
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, there's several mistakes that creators and brands make when they come on YouTube is they just upload a video and, and expect the YouTube gods just to put it out in front of the right audience. Uh, For me, there is a pattern to success. There is a formula to success. Um, And it is out there on YouTube. And I know that there's a huge disconnect sometimes that, like I said earlier, that people just can't see why this is so successful. But there's patterns of success and it's it's on the platform so uh, before I start a project before I uh, my clients start a project or you know even some of my students I'm like no this is the phase that we spend the most of the time in to really understand the dynamic of how people are finding value and what they find valuable and also understand the mechanics behind it of why that is successful and um, so every year uh, this is something that my company does we we start, two new YouTube channels, and then we partner with two new YouTube channels or two YouTube channels in specific. Um, Sometimes it's three to four months or even six months of recon and research of really understanding the dynamic of of the audience, the type of content, what they'd find valuable, doing several iterations of ideation and video uh, edits that we just never see the light of day because we feel like we missed the mark and um that's why you know like every every year you know we're getting several youtube channels get over a million subscribers each in fact i've helped 28 channels go from zero a plan to uh, a million subscribers by just understanding what is valuable for a viewer and then ultimately catering a viewing journey for that viewer and uh, once that happens youtube does its thing it's able to completely identify um, who that viewer is, see some patterns that we can't see because it's artificial intelligence and it sees patterns that we d- normally don't see and recommend that content to the most likely viewer. And so the recon and research phase, I feel like is the most critical and it's the most overlooked. I think people just, oh, I'm gonna shoot a video. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pick up the camera, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna edit and go there. They're not really seeing, well, who's on the other end of that camera? Like who's on the other end of that video? Um, what would they do to have those freak out moments or jump off moments? You know, we need to be able to reduce the jump off moments and increase the probability of them getting really pulled into the video content.
0: I think years ago, I was definitely that person. Is like, let's just let's just start. I mean, that's how I started this podcast. And guess what? I threw away 12 episodes before it even launching because it was just pick up a microphone, pick up a guest, and let's go. And And I definitely... Looked internally, listened to my podcast, and I was like, you know what this this is not this is it's not good. I wouldn't listen to this, and I think that's definitely a bar you should set for yourself. Is would you listen or watch your own video, right?
1: Yeah, I want to. I want to just uh, specify. I do believe you got to put out content. Um, you know, I, I do believe that you know getting it out there, just taking that next step, is is really important. I don't want people to get like so paralyzed that oh, I can't do this. I haven't done enough recon. No, what you do is test it like what you did and you realize, oh, that's not as good as what I had in my head. <laughs> we got to do a lot better job and you scrap it, you know, but there needs to be a point of where it's good enough, you know, good enough to start. And then it's about that consistency factor.
0: And I think definitely uh, I learned that from Reed Hoffman from LinkedIn masters of scale. He definitely said, um, you know, the, the, logic of if, if you're ha if you are completely happy with the end product, you took too long, right? So you need to be somewhere where it's like, you're not hundred percent happy. And, and to be honest with you, when I launched my first few episodes, I was not happy. I'm probably still not happy with the episodes of where they are today, but we're, 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 we're moving along. So I want to talk about Mr. Beast's, one of Mr. Beast's most successful videos, because I think it's just like worth talking about. And And I got to tell you, I'm not going to lie. I should have written down. I should have had a Twitter post about it. I predicted he was going to do it. And it's just obvious that he was going to do that video. It was just completely, it made so much sense. I was probably by the third or fourth episode of this particular series that I will review in just a moment. I think you guys are starting to figure out what it is. And I was like, dude, Mr. Beast is going to do a video on this. Like this just makes so much sense. Um, So obviously his most successful video um, as of late has been the squid game video. Um, I think I checked before we started the show. It was like, 150 million views. I mean, dude, that's ridiculous.
1: Well, no, what's ridiculous is you got 42 million views in that first 24 hours. Like, that, that's what's ridiculous. And I do believe, um, you know, a good idea uh, is, is so powerful. But what's more powerful is when you are watching um, something on Netflix and you're like, Mr. Beast is going to do this. How many other people were doing the same thing? Because they're like, there's only one YouTuber that could really pull this off. Who is it, Mr. Beast? He's created a brand, he's created something of expectations. Now, that's a double edged sword, mind you. Like, he could miss the mark, but I can honestly say that he is so critical with his content. He is so critical with his content um and i've worked with him for so long of just really seeing how meticulous he is and how he the thought process is you know there's no surprise that that video has performed the best that it's ever done on youtube uh and then two it's the, been the fastest growing video um outside of music on youtube which is just breaking records all over the place
0: it's unbelievable Do, does mr beast i mean is he so carefully thought process on his content that he doesn't ever scrap videos or does he scrap videos because they're not where they need to be?
1: Okay. So to, probably to answer this, uh, the best would be, um, he has spent millions and millions and millions of dollars that have never seen the light of day on video content <laughs> just because they didn't uh, meet the par. It wasn't up to his uh, specific standards that now that didn't take away. The idea was good, but it was just something about the execution, something about the process that just Disconnected him, and so he scrapped it. And he's been known to scrap um, about one out of every four projects, if not more. It just depends on you know where it's at. But it's a lot of money, energy, and resources go into it that just never sees the light of day.
0: Let, let's talk about something that he does really well, um, which is a question I want to have is his hooks. And and you have a dedicate a good portion of the book to hooks. What? Wh- how do we hook an audience?
1: Well, I think the biggest thing is how do you stand out? And what what you need to identify is the first uh, place to stand out is with your thumbnail and the energy and effort that uh, he goes into and then the, the successful creators that go into of uh, really how do you stand out compared to the the um, competition? You are competing with, with eyeballs on the YouTube homepage or the su- suggestion. And how does your thumbnail actually explain what's going on in the video? And then as you stand out from that, they're gonna glance at your title. And is it gonna be intriguing enough? Is there gonna be enough curiosity um, that people will wanna click? And as soon as that happens, that's where I believe the hook starts. Um, And the the next moment is, can you deliver on the promise of that title and thumbnail in the, the fastest amount of time? few seconds, few you know, 10 seconds, whatever it may be, to really pull them into the journey of the video. And if you can, uh, and you're delivering on that, they're like, hey, this is what I clicked on to see, and they come into it and it's not disconnecting, you're gonna get them for a good 30 seconds to a minute. And when you get it to 30 seconds a minute from that hook, what you gotta do is pull them even in deeper where you fulfill even deeper on the promise, or there's em- enough curiosity that takes them to the next minute. And uh, that's that's a tough challenge to be honest with you. I think a lot of creators don't really put a lot of time and process in that first thirty seconds of the video or even the first minute. They just look at the overall production. But I can guarantee you, um, probably the most videos that have been scrapped by Mr. Beast is when they didn't get the hook right. You know, it's just like people are going to jump off. You know, and if he can't get that down we ain't doing the video. And, and I, and I found too, that as content creators are creating content, those that are really sensitive to the title thumbnail and pulling people into the video, they're the ones that are actually succeeding on the platform.
0: Absolutely. I mean, whenever you watch a Mr. Beast video, you, I, you end up watching at least half or the whole thing. Um, it, he, he really does that as you talk about in, in, in your book, the story arc, he really builds that and gets you to the climax and you kind of just want to finish it with him and and you don't even want to fast forward. So um, Mr. Beast is definitely a great place to to, to look. Uh, he's got a formula, he's got a sauce, and I think your book really highlights this sauce and this formula.
1: I appreciate it. Let me, let me kind of, because I, I don't want um, people listening to this or watching this to think that they have to have a Mr. Beast level of of uh ideation right um like mr beast has so many employees and so many the production is so big and he's spending so much money and the complete opposite of this is mark Rober. he puts out 12 videos a year he has one employee you know and and he's pulling off amazing video content and then even taking it further if you guys want to take a look at dr dr stein um dr stin sorry um here's a guy that has 1.6 million subscribers and he he gets hundreds of thousands if not millions of views on his videos um but yet he's the driest person that you could possibly see on youtube but yet he's providing value in a way that that people would say man that was so good that they have to watch another video and watch another video and they get pulled in and so don't be don't think that you have to do the glitz and glamour of mr beast to actually pull something off What you do need to do is transfer value to the right type of viewer. And then the viewer will know what to do. They know how to share. They know, Oh my gosh, I got to share this with these are four or five people because they need to learn about this or, you know, they're going to love this or whatever. Where, you know, our human nature is meant to once something impacts us or something, we have to share it. Like that's just human nature 101. And, and so, um, I just don't want everybody to go away of, Hey, If you wanna succeed on YouTube, you have to do a Mr. Beast style type videos. I don't believe that. I believe that you gotta understand your audience. You need to provide value. You need to entertain, educate, inspire them along the way to keep them pulled into the story. Uh, But ultimately it's it's your job to really understand how that value will be transferred. And so you could do it at that level where it's more general of the value proposition, or it could be very specific to a, a specific niche.
0: Daryl, before we leave you, um, thank you for obviously sending the book over. Um, do you have any thoughts um, or something you want our audience to know about, about the book that I haven't covered yet?
1: Yeah, like the book is in three parts. Um, and, and basically, I wanted people to understand the history of YouTube because then you understand why YouTube makes certain decisions and where they actually see priority. Um, and, and then I break down the AI and algorithms, um, of YouTube and why, why that's important. Then the next stage is part two. Of the book is just the opportunity. Uh, I think every day I run into people and they're like, you make money on YouTube. I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> a lot more money you can ever imagine. Uh, so I, I wanted to share everybody with the opportunity. And then part three is the YouTube formula, but the YouTube formula in short is basically understanding people and providing them value. And once you do that, the algorithm and the AI literally tracks human responses on YouTube and they'll go and put your content in front of the right people. And so the more that you define that, that's why I think that uh, where I put a lot of the, f- the focuses is, is top heavy in the sense of really understanding that audience and knowing what will work. Um, and in short, I, I, I've given a lot of examples, but the best example I can give you that this works was I had a personal passion project four years ago that was started. Um, and it's something that I was so passionate about. And we wanted to use video we wanted to use online we wanted to use youtube to get, get things going and i wanted to produce a tv show about the life of jesus christ uh with my partner dallas jenkins who was the writer you know of of a short film that i loved and we leveraged video not only to uh, crowdfund um, but break the all-time crowdfunding record in film and television Uh, We produced uh, a TV show, we have a funding model that we were the highest crowdfunding project of all time and it continues to add to it. And we put out two full seasons and now we just did a Christmas special that was in theaters and we broke box office records being number one in the United States. This all comes from understanding the value proposition of audiences And there's no other platform out there, I can tell you, uh, because I'm on every platform. There's no other platform out there that really celebrates audience gathering like YouTube. And if you're not a brand or a creator that leverages this, you're missing out on so much of what YouTube can do for you uh, to go from there. If you look at where we're at with The Chosen on, um on youtube we're at 1.4 million you know subscribers and so if it can work for a brand that i started you know uh you know four years ago uh it's so easy for you guys to do it and, and to, to really have youtube go find the audience for you so you just have to have a strategy you have to understand what value is for them and then consistently be in front of their their, their eyeballs so that they're pulled in to whatever, whether it's your vision, mission, purpose, or it's pulled into your entertainment or whatever you're doing, to really leverage the platform. And so, I'd encourage everyone definitely to get the book. Um, it's it literally is showcasing you know uh, my clients and my students of where they're able to succeed, even some of the channels that I own. And ultimately can help you through the step by step. And part three literally is the step by step of the things that you need to do to have great quality content on YouTube that will actually engage viewers to turn them into uh, active viewers, that turns them into fans, uh, and that's what we're looking to do here on YouTube.
0: Awesome. Well, Daryl, I I, I don't I'm not trying to be a plug machine, but um, I got a lot of value when I went to Vid Summit, and I know you got the what the ninth the annual Vid Summit coming yeah. up. Yep, got the ninth. Can you talk just very very short? Who is Vid Summit for?
1: Vid Summit f- is for the person that can see that video is an opportunity to really expand um, your business. Uh, whether you're a content creator, a marketer, um, or people behind content creators or marketers, um, it's the the uh, creator ecosystem conference. Um, it's meant for creators, not meant for fans. Uh, but it's really to help them understand the true opportunity um, that's out there. And what I love about this is uh, one of one of uh, the owners now, um, he came as a keynote, had two employees. Sat through a presentation about scaling and diversifying and, and leveraging their, their audience. He now has 276 employees and seven or eight ventures. <laughs> like, I, I, don't even, I can't even keep up. And it was all coming from a very short four years of really understanding the potential that's out there. And that's what I want. I want people to come to the conference that realize the, the true potential of the men, money-making opportunities when it comes to online video.
0: I recommend it. If you are one of those people in that category, in that bucket, I attended, I definitely suggest we'll have a few things. We're going to have a link to uh, Daryl's book in the show notes. We'll have a link to the direct vid summit um, website. uh, If you want to uh, look at that and potentially consider a ticket, Daryl, thank you for coming on the show. And we really look forward to having you back at some point.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you.